Baron Dominic, you are cordially invited to a high tea party. Thursday the 11th of June at 3 p.m. in the year of our Lord 2020. I would be most delighted if you would be my guest of honor. Please wear matching socks, not of the toe sack variety, and bring along your taxidermy squirrel or another stuffed rodent of a similar size and temperament. Pastries and light refreshments will be served. Please RSVP at your earliest convenience. With anticipation in my heart and a zipper on on my gown stuck halfway up, Count Countess Nicole. Salute! Hey Dom, what are you up to? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm practicing toasts in languages from around the world. Prost! Where's that one from? Germany, of course. Pretty good accent, actually. But what's with the super intense eye contact? It's good etiquette. And everyone knows that not making eye contact is a grade 9 felony. Seems unnecessarily high stakes. And I'm not sure if the guests at our party will be particularly familiar with the laws of Germany. Don't you think a simple cheers would work for the National Podcast Day party toast? Definitely not. And anyways, it's not National Podcast Day. It's National Etiquette Week. Welcome to National Podcast Day, a podcast celebrating national days at this uncertain time to be alive. I'm your host, Countess Nicole. And I'm your other host, Baron Dominic. And this is the second full week of June, which is National Etiquette Week. So for this episode, we learned a lot about etiquette. And before this, Dominic did not even know the word etiquette. Is that correct, Dom? Yeah, it's accurate. What have you learned about etiquette since we started this journey? Well, I learned that it's a word. And I know that a lot of them don't have a meaning to them. Yes, it's a lot of... Most of them are just why. A lot of rules. So as we were looking over this, Dominic and I learned about flag etiquette. We learned about etiquette surrounding patriotism, which seemed to be most of what he understood etiquette to be. We learned about tea time etiquette, which we're not going to make you suffer through all of that. Uh, We also learned about email etiquette, graduation etiquette, toasting etiquette. And with almost all of these, Dominic kept saying, that's stupid, one, and two, but why? And I did not have a very good answer on almost any of them. So Dom looked up some weird etiquette rules and the why of them as well, and he is going to share some of those with us today. Dom, anything to add? Mm, No, not really. Do you like etiquette? No, it's it's a bad thing. Do you think the world would be a better place without it? You know, if it makes some people happy, just don't make everyone else follow it. I think that's kind of the point. Because I'm not going to follow it ever. Living outside the rules of etiquette forever. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So how many different weird etiquette rules are we going to share, Dom? Ranging from two to four. Okay. So we'll see how this goes. So... First question, Dominic, why do invitations written in English inevitably include the initials of the French phrase, 
RSVP or responde, oops, sorry, reponde, s'il vous plaît? Well, the French phrase for respond if you please became a staple of higher society's invitations in the 18th and 19th centuries because French was considered a classier alternative to English for social occasions. Although the, this habit of using French for everything fell by the wayside by 1845, these four letters were standing alone on English invitations to request a response. Yeah, it's still used all the time. As a noun and a verb, we often say, please RSVP. And a lot of people don't even know what it means, I would say. I didn't until this podcast episode. So much learning. Okay, question two. Where does the rule of having a lady walk down the interior of the sidewalk and a man walk down the side of the sidewalk by the side of the road come from? Today, the rule of allowing a lady to walk at a man's right side is first priority by the practice of granting women the interior side of the sidewalk. And why would you want the women in the interior side of the sidewalk, Tom? It gives them protection from splashes or runaway carriages. Oh, yeah. We have to worry about that a lot these days. Runaway carriages, you know, all around. Mm-hmm. I can look out my window and see one eventually. Bonus is that it also lets the lady look at people's pretty front gardens and yards. Yeah. And potentially has them farther away from mail carriers. Not that I think mail carriers are the enemy. Save the U.S. Postal Service, obviously. Okay, finally. Where does the custom of clinking glasses at the end of a toast come from? Okay, so I didn't know this either. But as I talked about, there's a lot of etiquette surrounding toasts. Um, How you should say them... There were honestly so many pages on different kinds of toasts. It was pretty nuts. But the reason that you clink glasses together to finalize the toast is because your drink might slosh out of your cup or whatever vessel you're drinking from. And then it could slosh into your neighbor's cup. And it was a way of showing a sign of faith, which is that if you were trying to poison your dinner companion, then you too would be poisoned because your drinks would all get mingled together. Interesting, right? Sounds gross if you're having different drinks, though. Yeah, in the time of this high virus alert, it does not seem like a good idea. But it is a good way to ensure you're not being poisoned by your companions. Which is, you know, a very common thing in today's society. Yeah, well, you've known... How many classmates have you lost to poisoning? All of them. (laughs) Every single one? (laughs) Yeah. That's why you were the sole graduate of fifth grade, huh? Actually, Ben lived through third grade, but sadly didn't make it through fourth. Wow. (laughs) So I'm not sure if you living outside of the rules of etiquette has helped you or hurt you in this. Do you think it's prevented you from being poisoned? I don't know. I mean, you can't really, like, cheer in milk cartons, can you? Also, I have a question about this again. Uh Uh-huh. What if you just poison the food and avoid this problem? It's a really great point. That's why you need to clink your plates together as well. Don't you clink sandwiches? Pizza? just... Uh Uh-huh. What happens if you're allergic to something the other person is having? You just have to deal with it? Yeah, I guess it weeds out the week, you know? 
Yeah. This has been another episode of National Podcast Day. I hope you've all learned a little bit about etiquette. God knows that Baron Dominic and Countess Nicole have. And that you remember to uh, toast or not toast, depending on whether you want to be poisoned or get a virus. Dear Baron Dominic, thank you so much for serving as the guest of honor at my high tea party last Thursday. Your fanciful socks and array of bespectacled taxidermied rodents will certainly be the talk, no, the legend, of tea parties to come. Unfortunately, when future such engagements may occur is in some question, after the minor fire you caused in my parlor, resulting in the tragic destruction of my curtains, horsehair ottoman, harp, decanter collection, bird cages and Great Aunt Esther's remains. I have enclosed a bill in the amount of $8,329 for you to pay at your earliest convenience. In the future, my guests will believe that cheesecake is indeed unexpectedly flammable without the lively demonstration. Cordially, Countess Nicole. <laughs>